everyone, and welcome back to the SCP Foundation. Today, we are still going over SCP-001, The Scarlet King. We are currently reviewing The Concrete Law, or Phase 2. Let us continue the lecture. Document 4. The following is an interview between Dr. Montauk and POI-3172. Date, 14-04-2018. Interviewer, Dr. Montauk. Interviewee, POI-3172. Location, Site-713. Interview room, 2. Begin log, POI-3172. Hello again, robot. Dr. Montauk. Hello, Deepish. I looked up your laws. I'm afraid I am none the wiser. EOI-3172. You'll get there. What did you find? The law of blood is referred a few times in quite a few places, but I couldn't find any concrete information. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? There is only one source of real use, a description of something called the Battle of Gimleth, written by a defector of the children. Ah, first, I heard his murmur once. The only genius eyewitness of the king's healing, although a rather unreliable one. How on or Oh, he embellished. He didn't leave straight away. I stumbled upon some early draft of his things shortly before he left. I was young back then and remember how passionately he argued after his vision. That we'd got the king all wrong. That he wasn't a demon or a monarch, but that he was a vice in the wind. When I was older, I figured it all out. I was surprised how close he got the fuller understanding. He just wasn't quite there. I should have guessed he was a liar. He's not a liar, exactly. Just a little lost, if you will. And you only have my word for it, Doctor. Which the Foundation has made abundantly clear it doesn't trust. There is no reason to doubt you. Well, what do you have to lose? You seem as eager for me to learn the truth as I am. True, and on that note, I have a question, if I may. Shoot. The longer you keep you talking, the greater the chance you'll slip up and tell me something you shouldn't. You know why the procedure 110 Montauk actually works? Sorry, the bish. I can't talk to you about that. Oh, it's okay. I think I know the answer anyway. Tell me, did you lose someone? I don't know what you mean. I'm sorry to bring back painful memories, but I've looked at the Foundation archives too, you know. It was necessary back in the day to check up on what your lot were doing for his daughters, and I know you're, that your brother... Stop talking. This interview is not about my private affairs. I'm sorry, Doctor. I didn't mean... Please state for me the meaning of the law of blood. Isn't it obvious? It's why the Scarlet King ruled. There was order, but it was through the imposition of iron will on the peasantry, through armies and slaves. There were nobility bred to be cruel. 
The, the realities of this world was of his day in his corner of the globe. What does this have to do with SCP-001's nature? What are these other laws? I suggest you take it into a second- I don't have time to play your games. Tell me now, BOI-3172, or you will be escorted to solitary. Oh, Dr. Montauk, I am so sorry. You must look for the law of concrete. That is all. This interview is terminated. End log. Document 5. The following is a page from the 1891 report of Agent Dewey Villar on his Laos Foundation archives following the 1889 Snarling Coup. The report was last shortly after Devore's termination in 1995, along with several other documents from the Foundation archives. This page was recovered through unknown means by Dr. Montauk. No other materials from this data losses have been found. In summary, the documents lost are extremely extensive, covering a wide range of data concerning the Foundation's early history. Of particular note are several documents related to SCP-001, which have gone missing. However, my investigations are, have provided me with a great deal of information, and I believe that I can say with some certainty that his historical record, as stated in Scranton's key comprehensive history, remains broadly intact albeit with the some modifications I had dealt below, states that the Foundation was founded in 1824 by the meager of 13 worldwide organizations, with a particular interest in preventing awareness of anomalous activities. The most prominent of these were the Foundation of Secure Containment of the Unnatural, the Devon E. Didua, and the uni Unified Sites of the Department of Unexplained Affairs, the Council of Five Overseers, and the Committee of Paranormal Ethics. Grant goes to tell us that this is done in the response of the threat posted by SCP-001, that the early Foundation had an extensive role to play in the anomaly's containment. However, the documents I have before me present a rather different picture. It appears that the Foundation was not founded in response to SCP-001 at all. Indeed, I cannot find any references to the present of SCP-001 found prior to 1826. It appears that they have been a highly publicized attack by SCP-173 in New York, which was an initial impetus for the Foundation's formation. SCP-173 was unresolved containment breached in 1854 is, I believe, the reason for the alternation of the record. Scranton's embarrassment at. Document 6. The following is a table compiled by Dr. Montauk. It shows a series of votes passed by the O5 Council correlated with incidents potentially or certainly involving SCP-001. 9, 07, 1844. Vote to officially standardize documentation across the SCP Foundation. Pass 13-0. Related SCP-001 incident. A series of hymns devoted SCP-001 heard outside Site 001. 1-02-1857 Vote to standardize containment procedures for SCP-001 Passed 12-1 to 1. All members of the O5 Council reported dreaming of an unidentified man of the South Asian origin weeping 
1895. Vote on the termination of Agent D. Bivior passed 8 to 6. Two abstentions. A large quantity of bloodstained sheets of paper with the words SCP-001 written blood over each sheet spontaneously manifested the rooms of all members of the O5 Council. The blood was later identified to be along to both Agent Devior and an unknown species of poultry. 10-10-1902 Vote on the implementation of the site system. Pass 10-2. One absentation. A location in North America saw sudden and unexplained wildfighters. Residents reported seeing dragons made of fire and a horned crown appear in the night sky above the arena. And the wildfires were found in 2007 to have begun at the location of the future Site-19. 2301-1922 Vote on the containment of procedures for SCP-2317. Passed 4-3. Six absentations. Several cracks appeared in the earth near containment S-Area-179. Red smoke was seen pouring out of each crack for seven minutes before the craps abruptly closed. 08-2-2011 Vote to unify the project purviews of the SCP-001, SCP-231, and SCP-2317. Pass 10-2, one absentation. A series of hymns devoted to SCP-001 heard outside a site 001. Interspared the sound of laughter. 3103-2018 Vote on the object class classification of SCP-2317 passed 9-4. Several interdimensional rifts open outside containment area 179. These rifts alternated between opening on universe Kappa Ekrish and opening onto the unknown dimension. The unknown a dimension is characteristic by a presence of a large quantity of red smoke and an unknown number of human voices screaming from within. Document 7 The following is an extract from the 1972 political work Manifesto for Old Order by Children of the Scarlet King member Adrian Cartwright. Cartwright's work is only found in unpublished copies among anomalous circles and groups related to SCP-001. Fragments such as this were recovered by Dr. Montauk during the course of his investigation. In document. The sin of modernity is vital to understand, yet it is not what we've glorified the pre-modern. Suffering was very real and very extent. We must not fail into the trap and see the past as a series of beautiful arcades, full of dancing around my poles and shepherds living in pleasant archery. The past was brutal, but it was also real. It wasn't really the pre-modern, too. That is merely how historians have characterized it. They are wedded to their theory of modernization and have conceived no alternate mode of development other than a singular drive towards the contemporary West, with the modes of living as seen as stuck in the imagined earlier place on a timeline. It is all nonsense. The people of the past were capable of seeing the world as it really is. Those of us who have joined the King's forces can all see this truth, that there is something very, very wrong with the world in which we live in. Our buildings are made of glass filling, peeling concrete as we shamble 
each day. The jobs and lives created solely for the purpose of maintaining their own system. But there is no other way to live. Socialism, anarchism, syndalism, these are all little more than constructed pipe dreams. The frail thoughts of lesser men trying to improve their antiquated procedures on the world around them. No, there's only one alternative way to live. To cast on the law of concrete to raise up the law of blood. We must learn to what it is to die. To be enslaved. Truly, brutally enslaved. But no compassion or compunction from our masters. We must learn what it is to be taken towards a single purpose. To know and truly understand our lack of agency. We must behold to a world of gods and darkness. The tempest-tossed refuse of a race of fools. We must kill modernity, postmodernity, with all its analysis and sneering observation. There's only one rule, the rule of chaos, for humanity, for life, for the Scarlet King. That is the end of today's lecture. Join me next time for phase three or the next law of the howling. And thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Have a great rest of your day. See you next time.